Second Corinthians. Wait a minute. Let me see. Let me get my glasses. Let me get my glasses on here. Second Corinthians. Chapter 5, verse 17. We're going to read one verse today. And uh, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Yeah, I believe Brother Barry's got it up for me. And uh, God just moved on my heart this morning to go in this direction. I, I wanted to preach on uh, the old year going out and the new year fixing to come in. And God said, you can do that next week. I want you to do this this week. You men that preach, you know what I'm talking about. He said, you can do this and, and uh, do that next week. So Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. And if you will, we'll stand one more time. Pay respect to reading of God's word. I love this verse of scripture. The word of God says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any man, woman, boy, girl, be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, today, Lord, I pray, dear Jesus, take me and use me now for your honor and glory, Lord. I pray, dear Heavenly Father, just anoint this service today, God, I pray. Lord, if there's any sitting in here, dear God, that's heart's not right, I pray, God, that today will be the day, Lord. I pray, God, take me now an empty vessel, fill me full of the Holy Ghost, and use me for your honor and glory, and we'll give praise for it all. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. You can be seated. Amen. If any man be in Christ today. If any man be in Christ today, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I heard a preacher, he, he told me this one time, he said, I went into a restaurant, he said, I'll put it like this. He was talking about this first scripture. He said, I'll put it like this. He said, I went in a restaurant once and the tablecloths were dirty. said, the, uh, the waitress come up and said her, her shirt and her, her apron was just filthy all over and, and said, matter of fact, I got the food and it tasted awful. He said, so I decided when I walked out there, I just wouldn't go back. Even though it was convenient and it was close and it was there for him to go to, he said, I just didn't have no more desire to go back. But he said, I went by there in a few more weeks, and he said, I seen a sign. It said, under new management. Under new management. He said, well, I thought, well, I'll give him a try then. He said, I went in, said the tablecloths were clean, said the waitress come up all nice and neat, said she kept my tea, a glass of tea full, and said the food was delicious. And he said, I looked up, and he said, what? Well, he said, last time I hear, he said it wasn't good. She said, did you not see the sign under new management? Well, see, that's what this scripture is talking about here. When we give our heart and our life to Jesus, we are under new management. We're no longer under the power of Satan unless we allow him to be on top of us. Amen. We are under new management, and that management is Jesus Christ. So we're going to preach this morning on if any man be in Christ. Amen. I thought about this. If any man be in Christ this morning, he don't enjoy sin anymore. Listen to me. Young man sat here the other day in service. He come with Miss Lynn. He's one of my great, great friends, Brother Tony. And we sang with him and been great friends for years. But when Brother Tony got saved, he went back to the restaurant that Monday morning and was still cussing like a sailor. One of the women that he worked with looked at him and said, Tony, 
You just told me you got saved yesterday. He said, I did. He said, it feels good. He said, I love it. She said, what are you doing cussing? He said, I didn't know that. He didn't know. He didn't know that it was supposed to change his mouth, but that day that woman telling him that changed his mouth. He was under new management. Amen. Once we give our heart and life to Jesus, we don't enjoy that sin anymore. Let me tell you the difference. When a sinner sins, it don't bother them. But when a saved person sins, it drives them insane until they fall on their face before God and say, God, please forgive me. And then if they don't, the next time they sin, it gets a little rougher. And the next time, and the next time, until they can't feel God anymore at all, and they're just like that sinner. Amen? When I give my heart and life to Jesus, when I... Uh, when Christ become my manager, amen, it changed my life completely, amen. I wanted to learn what sin was because I didn't really know. I was a young man. I was 11 years old, but I went. I wanted to learn, amen, what it was. And uh, I, I thought about this. Uh, Dr. W.A. Crespel was a pastor of a country church, and he had a family uh, named the Davisons. And I've told this before, I know, over the years. But the Davidson boys, they would grab their whiskey bottles and their guns, and they'd take off into town. And every Saturday night, they'd take off into town, just like we used to when we went out and sin. You know, we'd get out and drink and go to the clubs or party or whatever. One Saturday night, 2 o'clock, or well, one Sunday morning, they come home, and they heard their mama over next to the barn praying for them at 2 o'clock in the morning. They went over and said, Mama, what are you doing? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. She said, I'll tell you. He said, God told me if I wanted to see y'all quit this mess and so I could quit worrying about y'all, that for me to get down on my knees and pray till you got home. She said, so I found me a good praying place right here at this stump, and I went to praying. And they said, Mama, get up and get in this house and don't let us catch you out here doing this again. Well, Saturday night rolled around, they got their bottles, their guns, and they took off to town. They come home, and Mama was out there praying. They said, Mama, we had a miserable time tonight. Said, we knew you was here praying for us, and sure enough, we got home, and right here you are praying. But still, the next week, they had to try it one more time. But I'm going to tell you something. It only took two weeks. And when they got home that next Saturday night, they were, her mama's out there crying and praying, and they said, Mama, tell us what we need to do to give our life to Jesus. W.A. Crestwell, I was reading after him. He said they were one of the best families I had. He said, the Davidson brothers. And they said, preacher said, we just got to tell you, if it wasn't for our mama, we'd still be in the bars. Amen. But that, we don't enjoy sin anymore. We want to go. Listen, when I got saved, all I wanted to do was go to church and praise the Lord. Amen. It makes you want to go fellowship with others. I got to get on. I got 37 points I got to preach today. Amen. Praise the Lord. You don't only enjoy sin anymore, but you love the gospel. If any man's in Christ, he will love the gospel. Amen. Listen, I can... Let somebody just stand up here and read the word, and boy, just get filled. 
I mean, all you got to do is read it for me to get filled just to hear somebody read this Word. You know, the Word of God's on tape and, and on these pads and stuff. You can just sit in it. other day I sat in the car. I know Rhonda said, I seen you coming down through there. I sat in the car for 30 minutes listening to, to the Word, to a man preaching. I, can't, I sit in my car all the time. I can't help it. Because when the Word starts getting preached, amen, it gets in you. You can't hardly stand it. Amen. I love the Word of God. Amen. I love the gospel. You know what the gospel is? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. A, a real, true Christian never tires of hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. How can you tell a real gospel preacher? Have you ever been to a church where you just sat there and you thought, is he not ever going to shut up? <laughs> hey, can I get an Amen. All right, now how many of you does me that way? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to tell you something, folks. A real man of God will preach the real Word of God. He will preach that there's a heaven and there's a hell. He will preach about Jesus, and he won't only preach about Jesus. He'll preach about him often. Amen. What did Paul say? He said, I go and I preach Christ and him crucified. Everywhere Paul went, he preached the same message over and over and over again, and it was Christ and him crucified. If it ain't got the blood, if it ain't about the blood, and if it ain't about Christ and him crucified, then it's not good. Amen. If it ain't the word of God, it's not good. Amen. But a real preacher, you'll know when he's preaching the Word of God because the Holy Ghost will be in it. The Holy Ghost, he might not get excited like I do and run around and amen like I do and holler every now and then like me and Brother Raven. He might not be that way. He might just, I went to a church up in Kingsport, Church Hill, Tennessee, and the man just stood here and read the Scripture and talked. I'm going to tell you something, he spent time with God. I know it's the first Baptist church, but that man spent time with God because I could feel the Holy Ghost when he preached. You know, for two or three weeks there, I thought, man, I don't know if I can take this or not because I was used to the preacher ha, hacking a little bit and shouting and running around. And me and Rhonda, we thought, Lord, the mercy, how we ever going to stand this? And you know what? Every Sunday, the Holy Ghost would get a little more real. And then they always play that organ for about five minutes every Sunday. And the first one I heard, I thought, Lord, they're going to keep doing this all day. And you know what? After about three Sundays, I started feeling the Holy Ghost in that organ. Amen. If they spend time with God, you know it. Amen. I don't want to sit under a man that don't spend time with God. Amen. But I'm telling you, if any man be in Christ, he don't enjoy sin anymore. If any man be in Christ, they love the gospel. Amen. They love to hear the gospel preached, and you will want to hear a real gospel preacher. Amen. If any man be in Christ, any boy and man, one boy, girl, you'll love to see somebody else get saved. You'll love to see somebody else give their heart and life to Jesus. That's the reason I love this church. I believe you folks help me pray for lost souls. There's not a time goes by hardly, amen, that somebody don't say, Brother Jeff, let's pray for the lost. Amen. There's nothing like seeing souls saved. It's kind of uh, addictive, Amen. And I'm going to tell you, when you get down and lead your first soul to the Lord or when you invite somebody to come to this church and they come and they go get in that altar and get right with the Lord, it's addictive. It is so addictive. Amen. But if you are in Christ, you will love to see soul get saved. Amen. 
I thought about this. I, I read a story about December 7th, 1946, and it were 19 or 119 people died in Atlanta, Georgia, in a fire. And uh, as I was reading that, I thought, man, it'd be awesome if I could just, if I could been there and just save one, or if anybody could just been there and save one. And, and you know, when anything like that goes on, me and Daddy was coming home yesterday through the fog zone uh, from Knoxville or from Kingsport or from Oak Ridge. And we got to talking about that big pileup and that they had years ago, and so many got killed. And you know, the first thing that goes to my mind is I wonder how many was saved. I wonder how many was right with God. Did you know there's 250,000 people dying every day? That's what they say. I don't know. It may be more than that now. But the last estimate I heard was 250,000 people died every day. And you know it says that there'd be many there that find it their way to hell. Be few that enter into heaven. Amen. And I wonder, are we being the witness God would have us to be? Amen. But if we be in Christ, amen, today, we love to see others saved. Not only see others saved, amen, but we'll have a different attitude toward others. Now, I like this. Because I want to tell you something, this here's a lot of Christians' uh, uh, problem. They don't have the right attitude. If you're a Christian and you got the wrong attitude, you better be checking up because a wrong attitude person, and, and like I said on the show, an attitudinal problem, amen. Some folks are Christians that are supposed to love Jesus that has an attitudinal problem, and I believe that. Man, if we're a Christian and we love the Lord, people ought to know that we love the Lord. People ought to be able to see it in us. Amen. I've preached it so many times here. If folks don't want to be around you, there's got to be a reason. Amen. But now, if you've got a, a good loving heart in you and you've got Christ in your heart, people's going to want to be around you. Why? Because they're going to see Jesus in you. And they're going to say, I'd love to have that myself. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. You cannot have an alt against your brother and come to this house of God and feel God the way you need to feel him. What is the two commandments that all this hangs on? Sister Lynn had done her sister's funeral, and she gave her testimony right before she passed. And she said she wanted everybody to love each other. Amen. And then she wanted everybody to love God. What is the first? Love thy Lord thy God, all thy heart, soul, mind, and spirit. Amen. Then the second is likened unto the first. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Listen, there's some people it's hard to love. Amen. You all got them. Everybody's got them in their life. It's hard to love. It's hard to be around them. And I'm just in and out when I have to be. But you still have to love them. The Word of God says you've got to love everyone. Amen. Especially your brother and your sister. Amen. If any man be in Christ, he has, amen, love to see others saved, but he also has a different attitude toward others. Not only does he have a different attitude toward others, but he has the joy of giving in him. We just preached on this a month or two ago, amen, a couple months ago, and very seldom I ever preached on it. But, amen, I'm not talking giving of money. I'm talking giving of self. How many of us has the joys of giving ourselves? How many of you this Christmas was able to go give to somebody that it just blessed your heart so much? I know it was my grandbabies, amen, but on Christmas night when my boys got to come home and my, all six of my grandbabies were there and they went to open up gifts, I just sat back and had, which I was Santa Claus too, of course, me, me and Granny. 
We hand them gifts out, and then they just go to turn that paper off everywhere, about six bags full, you know. It's, amen, it is a great joy to give. I don't care if I ever get, I want to be able to give. And there's no greater gift than being able to give. I've told you the story about the man that owns covenant that gives 90% of what he takes in. Covenant trucking up on the freeway after you cross the Tennessee line, you notice covenant trucking, they're on a ride. If you want to see a place that's been blessed, it's got about a 1,000 trucks on the road. It's because he started out giving about 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%, 60%, 70%. He got to 90%, and he gives 90% of what he takes in to the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of folks that way you can't outgive God. Amen? But if any man be in Christ, he knows the joy of giving. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Last of all today. Amen? All right. If any man be in Christ, I want to ask you this. Is Christ managing your life? And girls, y'all can get ready to come do invitation. I want to ask you this. Is Christ managing your life this morning? I want to read this first scripture one more time. Listen to this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. Listen to me. If any man, woman, boy, or girl be in Christ. I want you to think about that. Are you truly saved today? He is a new creature. Things have changed. If you are a child of God, everything's had to change. It can't be the same. If it's the same, you've never truly been saved. You may have thought you was, but if things ain't different, you've never been saved. Amen? He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The Lord knows your heart. He knows your life. He knows every single thing about you. He knows every idle word that comes out of your mouth. He even said, every hire on your head is numbered. Amen. Even Dwayne and Don's. Amen. Every hire on our head is numbered. Everybody stand. Is Christ your manager today? Are you, listen, not only have you given him your life, but are you allowing him to manage your life? Are you allowing him to show you what you need to do in your everyday walk of life? It's not a one, two, three, or four-day-a-week thing. It's a seven-day-a-week thing, 24 hours a day. I wasn't going to tell this, but I'm going to. I got up yesterday morning to go to Oak Ridge, and I had a struggle because I've had, I've had a couple of mini strokes, and I've had a full-blown stroke. And yesterday morning when I got up, I thought I was having another mini stroke. Well, I knew Daddy. I wasn't going to let Daddy go by himself. And I just went to praying. I said, God, you're going to have to do this because I was going to drive him up there. And all the way up there, my right arm, my right hand was numb. Then my leg started getting a little numb. I started getting numb in my rib cage. And I said, Lord, you're going to have to take all this away. And if it gets any worse, when I get there, I'm going to have to go over to the hospital. Well, I'm going to tell you, I kept praying. By the time I got there, God took every bit of it away. I don't know what was going on. I don't have a clue. I told Ron, I said, I might have had a mini stroke. I don't know. But I do know it's God took it away. We enjoyed our day. We had a wonderful time. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. It don't matter what's going on in your life. If Christ is managing your life and it's it, your life is in his hands, that's all that matters. 
This has been such an awesome 2019 in my family, in my life, in my family's life. It's been so wonderful. God's been so good to my dad and to me and Rhonda and to our grandkids and kids. And he had, probably has been to you too, for truth known. But if he's not managing your life, then you're living a miserable life. If you ain't put yourself in his hands, then you're living a miserable life. God knows, and if she will, I want you to go ahead and sing. And if you got any need at all in your life, if you need to pray, if you want to pray for the last Sunday, amen, of this year, you come today. You come today and get in this altar.